you're listening to The Ryback Show. Be me. Welcome to The Ryback Show Live. I am the big guy, Ryback. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are listening from. And it's not good morning here in Vegas. It's actually approaching uh, the afternoon and uh, running a little bit behind today with everything. But it is a day off. Just got to gotta go knock out a Ryback TV video with a cool new place across town and uh, do some serious uh, cardio and conditioning. I'm actually going to shoot Austin Mary's Austin Mary's <laughs> Austin Aries a uh, message and see if he's around and uh, maybe film our, our first installment of Beyond Meatheads, uh, two dudes eating vegan food with attitudes. <laughs> the uh, but I, I got to tell you guys, I'm going to get to some of your questions here. We're going to talk about a few things today on these live shows again. The format, guys. I'll still have guests on this show. It's just a way for me to kind of take a break from doing guests every week. I uh, I have a lot that I always want to talk about and try to share and, and learn as well from you guys uh, and be able to have a more personal relationship uh, with my fans. I get I get emails and DMs and, and things all the time um, for people reaching out asking for advice. And, and sometimes it's just easier to do that to the masses, regardless of what that number is uh, on any of this. And, uh, and and just talking about things. So, but I'm uh, looking forward to that. I uh, I did I I, I did I did uh, the Mad Dog Plutonium number nine uh, today. Not not for the YouTube video yet. I'm in training because uh, these hot sauces. For any of you guys that have watched my Ryback has heat videos, um, I never really did hot stuff outside of. Years ago in WWE, after a live event, on it was the day of the Super Bowl. It was a live event in Kansas City, and me, I, I drove alone. I always drove alone at that point, but it was me and Axel, I think, were tagging still, the, the arrive Axel period. And me, Axel, the Usos, and Roman – uh, went to Buffalo Wild Wings to go uh, have drinks and watch the Super Bowl. So the big guy tipped a few too many back early on and was feeling pretty good, which which I stopped at halftime because I, I went hard early just with the beers. But And I say hard, but like I, I got a buzz. The an uh, axe man, and they, they go, there's a Buffalo wing eating contest, the blazing hot. And I'd never done anything outside of just regular hot sauces. And I go, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna win this. And uh so we filmed it. It's actually on my YouTube. And uh it's me against like a bunch of kids. <laughs> There's like no other adults. And this place was packed, but all, I think the legitimately most adults are like don't want nothing to do with those hot sauces because you know, besides the burn in your mouth and your throat, once it hits your insides, that's when the real party begins. And the hotter the sauce, the more damage it does. And I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about that because a lot, a lot of people understand. They're called capsaicin cramps. So anyways, I, I do this hot wing, blazing hot wing challenge, and I destroy the competition. Just destroyed these kids. Just thoroughly destroyed them. Did a little feed me more chant in the Buffalo Wild Wings. Everyone asked me. We're laughing our asses off. It was a good time. I actually won. 
this really like pretty. I say really nice, but like how how nice could it have really been? I, I again not a little buzzed. It was uh, I won this uh, Buffalo like a it was like a Coors Light mirror for you like your garage, and I'm not gonna lie, it was it was it was big. I mean, it was. I, I would I would imagine it would probably retail for anywhere between two and three hundred dollars, if I had to guess. Um, low end, low end around two hundred dollars, um, and maybe more. Who knows? But it was a prize they were giving out during the Super Bowl, so I feel like it was it was a decent prize. But I had no need for it. I couldn't. And rather than like tell them like, hey, can you ship it to my house? I didn't even like think of that. I just gave it to like whoever came in second, whoever the and I the because it was a kid. So, you know, it was the baby face thing to do during a time when I was a heel with Axel. <laughs> but these uh, hot sauces, you guys, these things are no joke. I mean, and I and so I, I started with the YouTube and Ryback TV. It's a way for me to, like, kind of step out of my comfort zone and have fun. Like, I get to eat at places. Like, I'm so just boring. And, and like, I don't, I don't do a lot of things. So Ryback TV kind of like forces me in a way because I can't just sit and eat out of my little Red Bull every meal and do videos. People don't want to see that all the time. And people would still watch some, but they're not going to do nearly as well. So I was like, this is a good opportunity to kind of just go to new places, try new things, especially now doing the vegan diet, right? There's a, there's so many places in Vegas. But these hot sauces, I, I just, I, I came across like a video of, of Johnny Scoville. This guy, he's, you guys got to watch this guy. Like I do some, some crazy things with the heat. Th this guy, I, I, I learned from him. Like on, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try this for to mentally challenge myself. I know I'm tough. How tough am I? This is a whole other kind of toughness. So, cause it, it takes mental toughness into account. And then you're dealing with your physical capabilities of how you process heat and started with eating like, like certain hot sauces without extracts. Cause the extracts are super, these are dangerous. The extracts at high levels. And then it was doing peppers and then the, the reaper peppers and the scorpion peppers and, and the, what's it, the chocolate bootla, bootla pepper. And there's the scorpion X and, and death X. I don't, there's all these different peppers. And, uh, so I came across this Johnny Scoville guy on YouTube and I go, whoa, like this is intense. Like this guy and you, you watch it and you, I had no idea how incredible what I was watching. Like, because you have, I have nothing to compare it to other than, well, is it like those blazing hot wings? Like those were hot, but I mean, you know, I was fine like 10 minutes later and I didn't get any stomach cramps with those. So then I start watching more and more. I'm, I'm going to test myself on Ryback TV and, and started the Ryback Has Heat series where I, I take on the hottest things in the world. And one of the reasons, though, for that was I was like, man, I want wrestling fans to, like, understand another layer of my character that's real, the mental toughness aspect that I sometimes don't think people are able to understand with, like, overcoming the ankle injury, overcoming this back and shoulder thing on the mental toughness I feel that I've always had inside of me that has grown more and more the, the more I evolve and grow as a human being. So this was a really weird way to kind of demonstrate that to people. Be like, man, that Ryback guy, not only is he tough physically, he's mentally tough as well. Maybe a little crazy, too, to take on these things. And uh, it all started pretty easy and I did I was doing awesome 
I think my confidence got, I know for a fact, my confidence got too high too quick because it, it, this video is on YouTube and I don't think you, no one will ever truly appreciate this one. I did the Johnny Scoville tube of tear death nut challenge, the entire tube. I did it in my hot tub while it was still warm out in Vegas. This was like, maybe was this even like maybe two years ago, still really screwed up with all my stem cell stuff. I could tell looking at my body and it how, where I was like, damn, man, I've come a long ways from that. But even then I was, I was still going, I was, I was mentally positive and I knew I was going to just keep chipping away, but I do this tuba tear in my hot tub and you guys could see this. And this tuba tear is taking out people like LA beast. He failed the challenge. Some of these top crazy dudes on YouTube, they can't, even the guys that can like eat crazy amounts, they can't do the heat. I kind of am like a jack of all trades on things. And then if I want to go all in on it, I go all in on it and I could have massive success. It's just a matter of you pick and choose your, your poisons, right? Wrestling's kind of my, my poison training and fitness and supplements. That's what I go all in at. And then everything else, I just kind of, let's see how good I am at it. And I tend to do okay at most things. And, um, but the heat, I, uh, that day, I wasn't ready for what happened to me. So I had no idea about capsaicin cramps when I did this tube of tear. And I, I'm in my hot tub, guys, 105 degree hot tub. So my body temperature, my insides are heated up already, or my body temperature is elevated. So to give you guys to, to understand this, when you consume just like one of those death nuts or two, you get hit with that heat everywhere. In me, and this happens to a lot of people, it actually it's actually really good for inflammation overall. But initially, because it's such a rampant onslaught of heat, I get massive inflammation like in my stomach, bloated, like my stomach will expand from the heat. And I hate it. It's one of the, because it just lets me know, I go, man, this is really, really hot. So I'm clueless about, I just think the burns in your throat and your, in your mouth and you tough that part out and it is what it is, right? You always hear people say, oh, coming out, it's going to be way worse, but I'd never had experienced that. And even that, but like, that's not even the bad part. The bad part is inside your intestines. And, and, and I'm going to share with what they told me that day. But So I do this entire tube of tear. I, I complete the challenge, which like cemented me in the chili head community as a badass. According, this is not, this isn't by my own merit, guys. This is from like, Johnny. And I'm thinking they're blowing smoke at my ass. I'm like, whatever, it, it's nothing. But I'd done a good amount of peppers. And I, I had a, uh, I have a good tolerance for heat of being able to survive it. But it's like anything, the more you do it, the higher your threshold goes. And I kind of, was really fascinated about that part. And we're going to kind of tie this into life in a second. So I complete the challenge. Hottest thing I'd ever, ever done. I, I get outside of the hot tub. I come inside and, uh, and I start, I drank the bottles of water. I got the, the glass bottles of water. If you guys have ever seen, they're bigger than this. I'm going to have a little sip right now, actually. Mouth is getting hot just thinking about this. I rush inside. I don't do milk. I don't do any of that other stuff. I did. I did have a little bit of almond milk, thank God, uh, which was in my refrigerator. I drink the remainder uh, that I had of that almond milk. I proceed to chug six ice cold bottles of water. 
guys, which my stomach, and mind you, so when that that massive onslaught of inflammation and bloatedness happens, like I can't piss. Like my body's just holding on to everything. It's crazy. And that was my first time really, really experiencing it, even though I'd done a handful of, of heat challenges before this. I have to go get ready. I had a whole day of, of things I needed to get done. I, I needed to go train. I needed to do still a bunch of stuff with Feed Me More Nutrition. I had emails I had to get to. I actually did this challenge at like nine something in the morning thinking, oh, I'll knock this out, get it out of the way. This is going to be a great video. Go about my day. It's going to be a beautiful day. And um, I get upstairs to, to go shower. And uh, it was... To this day, the scariest, most excruciating pain I have ever been in. And it, it started happening in stages where you just instinctually know this is going to get way worse. Because you can feel it just in incrementally getting worse and worse and worse and worse. So I get in the shower. Like, I got to shower. I got I to shower. I got to get ready. I'm in the shower. I can't even stand. I'm seated in my shower just with the water hitting me, just sitting there like rocking and, and like my body just in complete shock. I didn't know what to do. I was completely clueless to what challenge, how high that challenge was 13 million Scoville heat units and a whole tube. So a massive amount with extract and cap, uh, capsaicin crystals which those crystals, those will jack you up, my friend. I've never experienced pain like that in my life. And it's a really screwed up thing because now I'm so grateful because I have that, that in my, that imprinted in my mind that I survived this horrific, horrific thing that I was not prepared for, but I still did it anyways. I was able to rise above in the moment and survive it. And I didn't train properly and I didn't do my homework on it and didn't do my research properly. And that's another conversation, but I was able to survive this onslaught of just the hottest thing that I have ever consumed. I was in the shower for probably 30 or 40 minutes, just sitting in there, not knowing what to do. I didn't know what to do. I, I mean, capsaicin cramps guys. So when they start working their way through your intestines, every time they make the, the turn, you get hit with what women have said who do the heat challenges are worse than giving birth. I obviously can't make that claim. I'm no junior, but I've had it confirmed with me by multiple women in this field who do these challenges who go, no, it's worse when you actually truly get hit with the full-blown high-level cramps. Whether it is or isn't, it's bad. Regardless, and, and maybe for a male, that's the equivalent uh, of, 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 of giving birth. So I'm getting hit with this and they're not going away. They're just getting more and more and more intense. My stomach is bloated. I can't piss. I felt like I go, do I need to throw up? I made a major mistake going into this. When you do these super hot challenges, all these top people, they eat before. They coat their stomach. They'll eat something with oil. They'll eat breads. They'll eat bananas. They eat peanut butter, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, a couple of them, even three, something like that. 
maybe a couple tablespoons of olive oil or flaxseed oil, something. Take some ginger, whatever you can do on top so that when this heat hits your stomach, it's not direct. Well, I'd eaten about two hours before that. And I was not, I was not prepared. So I couldn't even, I thought I could try to throw it up. I couldn't throw it up. I actually almost did just a little bit. The burn was 10 times worse than going in because then it was mixed with your stomach acid and all, and the heat had intensified. My throat, guys, just shooting fire. I don't know what to do. I text Johnny Scoville, who I, I had limited conversations with, and luckily he was able to coach me through it. I had lied down because I didn't know what else to do. And the pain just kept getting worse because I go, oh, I'll lie down. He goes, whatever you do, don't lie down was the first thing he said. <laughs> In which I sit up and I'm like keeled over. And so you would get these moments of clarity because the pain would subside just enough after you get hit like the real bad and you're like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. And then it would ease up. I could breathe again. I could breathe. And you're sitting there, guys, this went on for six hours. <laughs> and it did not ease up. It, all I will say is the time in between the cramps started getting less and less. But when the cramps hit, they were just as bad. And it ruined my entire day. I had, to, I had luckily was able to get a couple of bananas. I ate, I couldn't even eat. Like, you're not hungry. You're just so like, you're just so out of it. I'm like nibbling on bread. And when I ate those bananas and bread, finally about three hours in was when I started turning the corner enough where I go, okay, I think the worst is over. But then after, then finally, cause like you're drinking a lot, you're, you're keep sipping on cold stuff because like, it's just, you don't know what to do. Then you get hit, it's called fire hose, where it, it hurts pissing. <sighs> Two or three pisses, just straight fire. I mean, you, th you think it can't get any worse, but it does. On top of it, you want to know what even makes it even worse is I didn't use gloves doing this challenge. So this heat gets in your hands and it gets into your skin. I, like, I, and I'm going to tell you, like even today, my hands are still hot right now because I ate like one eighth of the amount of mad dog plutonium that I would do on the, I'm going to do for the challenge on the, on the mother of pearl spoon. And I got to raise my threshold of, of learning this heat, which it was fine today, but it was, it was, it was, I got it. I got to get myself trained for this because this mad dog plutonium number nine is, is, this is jacked up almost everybody, but the heat gets on your hands. So then when you go to go to the bathroom and you hold the dealio, what do you think happens? Even washing your hands, soap and water over and over and over again, doesn't matter. Fire hose times two, burning on the inside, burning on the outside. Guys, it, it, it's a day I'll never forget. It's ingrained in my, engraved in my brain. It's part of me now, but I survived it. But a valuable lesson was learned that day, and it is to tie this into kind of the, the first life lesson uh, for the day was how important preparation truly is. And no matter what we do in life, and I've learned this from watching other people in all areas, 
and I, and I've had I've, I've dealt with the UK Chili Queen and, and with Shahina and Johnny Scoville and the Atomic Medicine. I've done some things with them. Watch them. These people are like the elite of chili heads. One, yes, they had a natural ability to process heat better than the average person. Why that is, don't know. Two, there's something in them that that's what they're drawn to. They get it. Like, I don't get the high from it. Where a lot of people do the, 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 the chili stuff, they're, they call it their chili heads because they get an endorphin rush. I don't get that. I think I maybe once on a random thing had a slight one for whatever reason. So I don't get that. So I'm not drawn to it because I'm getting a high from it. But I found that these people, and like Johnny's really great at this. Johnny raises his threshold over time by doing things and practicing. And you go, practicing? Yeah, he does things where he's putting like extracts into, and like they're, they're flavorless or they're just the spice. They're not the actual sauces into water, which they sent me some. They're like heat crystals, which they raise your threshold over time of consuming heat, letting it go through your body and your body adapts to it so that when you do these insane challenges, you're better prepared to handle them. And Johnny is a fine example of this on how he's able to continuously raise his threshold and do these crazy things. And I was really fascinated by it because that just so happens to be what he loves, what he, what, that's his thing. But we all have our thing. It's just a matter of if, if we're going to go all in with it and we're going to dedicate ourselves all into it. So you see, like, this is an example, and just to give you guys, like, I'm good at the heat stuff, right? But I'm I'm not what I would consider an elite level because I don't do it. I don't go all in on it because it's not my thing. I just kind of do it as a hobby. It's fun. They make fun videos. I like to mentally test myself. But, you know, Johnny Scoville can drink the entire Mad Dog Plutonium Number no. 9, which really jacked him up the first time. He did it again, though, and was and was a lot better because he actually prepared himself and trained on a crazy amount. So I've learned this valuable lesson from meeting these chili heads. And, I, and this is stuff you know, but it's just it reinforces it that no matter what we do in life, if we want to be elite, if we want to be great, we got to go all in. We got to commit ourselves to it. We have to practice. We have to think about it. We have to do it more than other people. Now, sure, certainly mental preparation, your natural ability, all this stuff plays a part. But for the chili, the chili stuff specifically, you can mentally prepare all you want. Your body has to be physically capable to handle the heat. Because if it's not, you, you'll melt. You can't do it. You, you'll, you'll have, you, you, your body will not be able to, 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 to pass the test, to pass the challenge, no matter how strong your brain is, because your body wasn't, body wasn't fit. And, you know, I look at that even for wrestling. That's why I'm obsessed with conditioning. As long as I got my conditioning, as long as I have my wind, as long as I have my energy bell to bell, I could go. I, I could keep fighting. I could do anything. It's when you don't have that. So that's where I have to do the work constantly for the conditioning. That's my preparation for the ring, for just being able to go. Now, obviously, getting in the ring and working on things and skill, that's a different, that's a different element of the game. But the actual preparation, and that's where like doing these heat challenges, 
I know I'm not trying to go just do this mad dog plutonium number nine and ruin my whole day again because I got too much going on. I have too much on the line every day where I can't be, you know, be debilitated and screwed up. God forbid something stupid happens to me because I wasn't prepared and I have my little baby Sophie and little guy I got to take care of. That would be selfish and just horrible. So I got to prepare myself and I do these small amounts and I'll do a little more 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 till I know I go, okay, my body can handle the heat. I'll do the heat challenge straight up with the spoon. It's going to rock me still, but it's not going to destroy me. We're going to get the fun video. We're going to see it burning my damn face off, but it's not going to put me in bed for seven hours. You know what I mean? So preparation, guys, and it doesn't matter what we do. It's that mindset, and that's why I was really intrigued by these chili heads because they have champion mindsets that you see, and you go, oh, that's crazy, Ryback. You can't compare Johnny Scoville to LeBron James. Two different fields. And I'm not, Johnny, like, that's what it is. It's that dedication. It's a champion mindset. Now, is there the money in that is in the NBA? Is there the fame and the glory? Not at that level with that. But in that community, that's who he is. But it's a mindset thing that we all can can take and learn from and apply to whatever we do in life, you know? It's like that guy, Badlands Chugs. He does these, these crazy chugs. He's And I, I promise you, one, he, he had a natural ability to be able to do this to a certain level, but it's constant practice. And I don't agree with doing all the sugar, and I think that's long-term. And the guy, because he seems like an awesome dude, and, and I, I wish he would do more calorie-free stuff and, and, and keep his health because consuming that much sugar. But I don't know if he throws up after. I don't know. But still, even that, it's not ideal, right? But it, the, that's not the point of this. The point is he is the chugger of chuggers because he can chug these massive amounts of liquids that would just no, but no other humans, there were very few other humans could do, which I tested myself on and was able to do a video in a respectable time of chugging. A, like, I don't know if I did like six, six Zevias in a big, big, huge mug, which I want to get a couple of those DOS boots and try, try something else. Uh, like with the stevia calorie free, but I wanted to experience it. I wanted to know like, what does that guy go through when he does? And I tell you the carbonation and the burping and like the, you, that bloated feeling of consuming a massive amount of liquid at one time of carbonated liquid. And you go, Whoa, that guy is incredible. It's just, that's his thing. And we all, though, we all have our thing. It's just, what, what is it? It's finding out what do we enjoy the most? What, what, it's not that, you know, we're people too. I've heard Gary Vaynerchuk talk about this, and I think he's spot on. It, it's it's not that all people are like lazy and unmotivated and everything. It's just they haven't found the thing that they're motivated the most and that they enjoy. Or if they do, they haven't realized that they can go all in on it. You know, video gamers. You got people who make millions of dollars who don't do anything else but play video games. By any other standards and any other time, they would have been considered massive losers in any other period of civilization. But in the modern era, where you could then take a passion of yours and monetize it on, on Twitch, on YouTube, on the different platforms, gain a following, gain advertisers, gain, gain subscribers, 
you all of a sudden are doing something you like, you know that you can make a living doing it. So now all of a sudden you're all in. You're doing all these little things that you weren't just doing before because you actually enjoy video games. You could be making $25 million a year playing video games. Some people do. It's crazy, right? But that's their thing. And they just went all in on it. And we so we all have an ability to go all in and to be motivated. We just got to find what that one thing is. And that's my little life lesson uh, with the heat on how these heat challenges and why I'm intrigued by them and why I like testing myself and pushing myself mentally. And I just realized, guys, I didn't do my my ritual uh, paying the bills. We'll do that to end the show today. The uh, shame on me. I do have to take a phone call here shortly as well. Um, today's been a really solid day with Feed Me More Nutrition, too. I do have a call with my marketing team uh, in a little bit at 12 p.m. I'll also here, so I will be wrapping up the show uh, before that. Let me go ahead and do a few questions before we hop into our next topic. Anybody have any questions on, on what we just talked about or what I just talked about? Uh, let's see here. I'm going to look. I got to scroll up here. I, we had some good questions, I feel like. Big guy, is there an A&W near you? If so, how about an A&W mukbang? I have to look. I just found I, there's actually, maybe that's today's video. There's a White Castle that has vegan, they're vegan uh, beyond meat sliders. And there's uh, there was one White Castle actually, because I get a lot of requests to do White Castle. Uh, there was a White Castle that's downtown that is it, like, you got to find a parking garage. And I don't like that. Like, I want to drive through. Like, I don't want to go in and it's always busy. And, uh, and I hate downtown areas in general, just in general, with how the parking is. I like being able to park in a parking lot in the open and walk in if I'm going to go in, not like in a garage a mile down the road. And But anyways, I just found there's a brand new White Castle, a huge one here in Vegas with a beautiful drive through So I'm going to have to swing by there and uh, do a White Castle video. Um, maybe that will be the the Austin areas. So that will be our, be our – uh, what is it, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? It'll be the Beyond Meatheads go to White Castle. But uh, let me see here. There was another good question. Why are you not in the WWE, guys? And I left in 2016. Um, and, and I've talked about this repeatedly, guys. But I guess it's you always have new people listening. Um, ultimately, I was not happy. I was really hurt. There were uh, multiple things going on. Creatively, I was always able to stay positive um, and, and never wanted to leave, quite honestly, as unhappy as I was. It was. It all started when I broke my ankle in Nexus. It was a ho- horrific injury. It was handled horribly. And, and WWE's medical was nowhere near what it was, what it is now. And they had a guy named Matt Smith in charge of developmental. They brought in as a trainer, and he was not qualified. And it is what it is. And uh, and and it was a huge letdown on me and not knowing and just assuming WWE, everything's going to be all right. But I, I learned a valuable lesson in all this that I had to question things, to, to 
to not just sit back and go with the flow. And it's been probably the most valuable life lesson I've ever learned. So I'm grateful for the whole thing is screwed up as it is. And as angry as I can get over it still. So I break my ankle in three places. I keep wrestling, do an entire comeback. I finish the match. I spiral break my leg up to my knee. We, that whole thing is, is documented. And <clears throat> I wish WWE that film, that event was filmed by the way. And I, I, I requested that coverage. They destroyed it because the of how they handled the situation. They did not want me having it legally. And I wanted fans just to see it, just to, to understand my mental toughness on, 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 you know, but so that happened. The, the first surgery was botched. They sent me, they let them Matt Smith pick the doctor. They picked a doctor, doctor in Tampa to save money from sending me to Birmingham, Alabama. Because, and here's the reason why they wanted to save money is because my leg was so bad because on the flight back, when they flew me back, which I probably shouldn't have flown back right away, but it was a really screwed up situation, which I understand WWE, we were supposed to go to Japan the next day. It was a real mess. Like it was horrible timing. So they flew me back to Tampa. My leg blew up. Blisters everywhere. I mean, just destroyed. Destroyed. My foot looked like my leg looked like that child's play two movie when Chucky's face gets blown up where it's going to explode. That was my leg, my foot, my toes. I'm like, my leg's going to freaking explode. So I was in bed for a month in Tampa by myself with a pair of crutches. I had to, I would drive myself to a doctor with my foot hanging out the window. I didn't want to be around anyone. I didn't want any help. My family had offered to come down. I didn't want any help at the time. No help. Just I, I I liked it like for whatever reason I had to go through all that on my own. And this is how I've always been with injuries. It's weird. And I go into a weird mode when I'm injured. And like I'm just like, I can overcome it because then I have that forever in me. I don't want help. I don't want it. It's, it's I'm in this situation, I'll get out of it. They would have had to have hired a driver to drive me from Tampa to Birmingham to go down there for the surgery. So they just figured we'll just save money and send them to Tampa. Well, the problem was, is the doctor that I went to in Tampa had been sued 10 times in five years for malpractice. The guy, Matt Smith, that was in charge at the time, didn't, didn't look into this. WWE didn't look into this. I didn't look into this. I'm just doing what I was told to do. I wake up from the surgery. The guy put a foot-long metal plate in my ankle ripped all my myofascial tissue up my leg. He put two screws through my perineal and superficial nerve. Now I had no nerve damage before this. We, we knew this because we had tests done. I woke up from this surgery screaming. I mean, hulking out, wanting to destroy everything, cussing at the nurses. I was being electrocuted from my knee down nonstop. And when I say electrocuted guys, I'm talking full-blown electrocuted. Pain that I'll never forget. They kept coming over to me, injecting me with morphine and giving me Percocets to knock me back out. They knocked me out the whole day, knocked me out the whole next day until the the next morning they let me leave. And getting the electrocution never stopped. The doctor came and told me, he assured me that was completely normal and part of the procedure. Did not listen to me. 
said, this isn't right. Something's not right. I'm getting electrocuted. What did you do to me? No, this is normal. This is normal for your procedure. Blah, 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 blah. I go home and I was just, I couldn't sleep at night. I had to go get fake weed. I had to make a trip down on crutches after surgery to go get this spice stuff everyone was smoking that I that I didn't know anything about. I couldn't sleep. I didn't know what to do. Nothing was working. I would have to smoke this spice to, at night to literally just to put myself into a drug-induced coma to go to sleep and would have to do this at various points in the day because I was just being electrocuted. I told WWE, something's not right. Let's give it time. Let's give it time. Let's give it time. Well, they send me back to the guy for a second surgery to go in there. He doesn't fix, he fixes the myofascial tissue because my leg was all lumpy. Like he, it was where my muscle was sticking out past the myofascial tissue. So I had this like Frankenstein looking leg. Doesn't remove the metal. That's actually piercing through my nerves, causing me to be electrocuted. My big toe doesn't work. Finally, I'm at WrestleMania a year later in Atlanta, still out, still hurt. Everyone's like going, like still around on crutches going, oh my God, like what's, what's going on? And like, it's embarrassing now at this point. Like, what do you, I'm still, I don't, I, I've been told by three doctors, I'm never going to wrestle again. I don't know what to do. So I'm there and they have their, their other doctors there. And I go, I want the metal taken out of my leg. I don't care what your medical opinion is. I want whatever that guy put in me out of my body. I couldn't have made it any more clear. They're going, well, we don't think that's the problem. Well, I don't care what your medical opinion is. I, it's my body. I'm the one now with everything on the line. My life, my career, I want the metal taken out. They send me to Birmingham, Alabama. Dr. Angus McBride, which God bless his soul, he was killed in a car accident many years ago, him and his wife. He tells me he'll do everything in his power to help me. He can't promise me anything, um, but he agrees with me that the metal needs to be taken out. And if, if and he will document everything because I I needed to know what the damage was. So he goes in, he takes the metal out, and it was exactly as I had suspected. The the two screws were through my perineal and superficial nerves directly through them. So, which he documented everything. He he told me he was willing to testify and and give a whatever the, the attorneys needed because I had to have a malpractice suit filed against this doctor. My big toe still doesn't work to this day. There's hope with going to bioaccelerator and getting the stem cells in it that we're going to get it back, and I'm way better than I was and balance wise and everything. Um, but so. And just so you guys understand why I am the way that I am towards WWE and in their treatment of people. Moments after I awoke from surgery of getting this metal taken out of my leg, I literally woke up in the recovery room. They give me my phone. Minutes of giving me my phone. John Laurinaitis with WWE calls me while I'm still drugged, mind you. Still drugged. Hey, kid, how you feeling? The whole John Laurinaitis thing, right? And I like Johnny outside of the wrestling, but he was he was in, he was in that that job, and, and it and I'd already had had uh, 
some things and that I was aware of enough how things had been handled. And he, oh, it's good to know we did everything we could for you. And uh, we, we have no doubt you're going to get better. And uh, yeah, this is definitely the right move. And uh, yeah, kid, this was definitely, you're going to get better though. We did everything we could. Would you agree with that? And right then, right then I knew they're going to fire me. They're going to try to fire me. That phone call was being recorded. And that point on, I recorded my conversations with them when they would call or when I would call them, I had it ready, which is why I've gotten away with a lot. And they know I have it, which is, and I keep it in my back pocket because I don't want to have to go that route. But when you fight fire, you got to fight fire with fire. John Laurinaitis, shortly thereafter that, I was told that they were going to try to get me cleared to come back to wrestling. It was on the day they fired Chris Masters, Johnny Prime, and I think a couple other people. I was at Gold's Gym in St. Pete, at St. Pete Beach, in St. Petersburg, Florida, where I would always work out. Tatanka would go there. Big Rob Terry would go there from Impact before he was with Impact. And um, because it was a way, it was kind of, I loved the area and it was, it was my gym I would go to. The other wrestlers didn't really go there. So it was kind of laid back. I'm in their training, getting ready, like hoping I'm going to get ready to get cleared. He calls me and fires me. Literally fires me. I cut a 20-minute promo on Johnny. I'm screaming and cussing in Gold's Gym in front of everybody because I know what I've been through. I know I used to have to drive two, three hours to live events to go do my rehab with that Matt Smith guy who did not want to come to the FCW building that was down the road from both of our houses to go do my rehab that we were supposed to be doing because WWE didn't have a rehab program at the time. So I would drive with my leg when I was supposed to be keeping it elevated most times of the day with my fucking foot out the window to keep the blood from going and causing the pain to these live events. People don't know this stuff, but I knew it. And I knew I was doing everything I could. So I had this inside of me and I, you're not firing me. And that's where that infamous phone call where I told Johnny and I broke it down to him really, really clearly what was going to happen. And I said, in one year from now, I'm going to be the biggest star on the main roster. Mark my fucking words. And I'm sorry for cussing. I got to be careful with that on YouTube. And one year from that time, I was. One year from that time, I was. Johnny backs down, takes the firing off the table. I don't think that's ever been done before as far as I understand. Um. That was, I believe, a Friday. Yes, it was a Friday because I used to do the firings on Friday. I get a letter in the mail. So I'm told I'm not being fired. He's going to handle everything. Don't worry about it. We're going to get me cleared. We're going to get me back on the main roster. I get a letter from WWE Legal, uh, the firing papers. They fired me. But they, they Johnny, I, I called Johnny right away. What the F are these damn papers? I thought you said I wasn't fired. Oh, 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 shit. No, kid, rip those up. No, no, no. Oh, ah, he's cussing like he's freaking out. So now, he had he not done that, I would not at the time have, have I wouldn't have thrown the papers out, but it wouldn't even have crossed my mind to be like, oh, I have something really valuable here. So I instantly called my attorneys and drove those down to my attorney in which those became very valuable papers, which I still have. But this is where I'm getting at is, is the relationship had been strained with the company because they tried to do away with me and sweep me under the rug because they thought I was damaged goods. 
a lot of medical errors happened on their end of things. I, as a talent, was just trying to get better. It was a very, really rude awakening for me of what the wrestling business was because I grew up loving WWE. I wanted nothing else but to work for WWE. I wanted to give them everything I have, and I always have. I always have. But right then and there, I realized that I go, this is a really, really, really bad business. And now it's I'm deep into it because now I'm I'm making threats. I have attorneys involved. I have an attorney team with a, a lawsuit against the doctor. Now I'm getting a lawsuit ready against WWE because I don't know what the hell's going on. I don't even know if I could wrestle again. Now, the nerve damage. Three doctors told me I was never going to wrestle again. So what do I do? My back was up against a wall. It was either let them fire me and then just nothing. Broke. Wasn't making money. Wasn't making jack shit at the time. What do I do? I, I punched them back. That's what a fighter does. You don't, you don't, regardless. And I knew I wasn't wrong. I knew, and, and I was, I'm, I'm literally the nicest person, but I can't be disrespected. And I can't let, you're not going to say, Hey, we're going to kill you. Let us kill you. No, I've worked too hard to get to that point. And this was going to, in my head, this injury was going to be the greatest thing ever to overcome. So now it becomes the lawsuit with WWE. I tell the attorneys, let's see what they're going to do. This lawsuit with the doctor is a multi-million dollar lawsuit. This is all, if I get that for the negligence and everything, we get this open and shut case. Everybody's happy. I have my career wrestling. I get what was what was owed to me from this, from this horrific experience from this doctor. Open and shut case. WWE, the game started. Um, in Hunter, too, there was a moment with Hunter before just to kind of set this up even better. And Hunter, who I grew up loving and want nothing but to get along with, all the issues come from his side is his insecurities. I, I grew up loving the guy. I think we have a lot more in common than, than what he would think. And, but he doesn't like other big muscular guys. He doesn't like talented guys that are, that threaten him physically that who don't back down from him. But it was never, it was never, it was, the, he, he pulled that disrespect card first. And as a man, I don't give a shit. If I liked you as a kid, you pull a disrespect card at me, you're getting a disrespect card back regardless of who you are in your position. So Hunter comes up to me before all of this, even in developmental, when he started getting involved before FCW became NXT. And Hunter goes, well, I was getting ready to leave the building and uh, FCW and he was there. And I think it was an unexpected trip or something. And he says something, he goes, uh, well, uh, we got to pull the plug on you eventually. I'll never forget it. We have to pull the plug on you eventually. And I'm just like, what did I, man, like I'm taking these trips to live events all during the week. I'm here doing the rehab all hours of the day. I have, I'm doing the icing. I'm at, at home watching tape study morning to night training, still stayed in shape, even working out in a wheelchair for months. I'm like, man, like, like give reciprocate, reciprocate, reciprocate that love back a little ask questions. Like, how did we get to this point? So now the relationship is now it's like, well, fuck you, Hunter. Fuck you, pussy Paul. That's just how it is now. And it sucks. And there are a lot of other things up there. I'm going to talk about it because people need to understand why I am the way that I am. And I'm grateful for a lot of things and I'm thankful 
but I have a fire lit under me because this company failed me on every aspect of the game. So now the issue is, is WWE, and I got to, are they going, they were going to try to keep me in developmental now. Now it was, they weren't going to bring me up to the main roster. They were going to keep, stick me down at FCW and let me rot down there. Then they would fire me like a year later. That, because they've done it to a lot of other guys and I was well aware of what was going on now. <clears throat> so Hunter uh, there's something happening. I call, I did a promo on Hunter in promo class, just raging real promo. He actually calls me. He's like, Hey man, do we have an issue? And I go, no, it's just a promo Hunter. It's a work. Like, I don't think he probably, he probably felt like a little bit of a mark, right? I would making a call like that. I go, no, we don't have no issue. No issue. Blah, blah, blah. So they were going to try to stick me in developmental in which I call Hunter back again. And I go, I'm moving back to Vegas. Now, this is, this is how, I mean, this is the tone. Hey, I'm moving back to Vegas. I'm not staying in developmental. You guys are bringing me up to the main roster. That was the phone call. I can understand why a position in his power now probably wouldn't like that, right? But in physically, he's not going to do anything to me. We, me and him both know that. Trust me. We both know it. Mentally, mentally, his conversations with me are easy. He never, he's, he's not Vince with the 48 laws of power. He's a different, he's a much lower level boss. He's very easy to, to like, and I have the real facts. So, and I know how, how good I am and I've had it backed up time and time again. So anything politically he ever tries to pull, I easily can just quiet down, which he doesn't have an argument for ever. So I move back to Vegas, pack up my stuff get a U-Haul, load my car up, and I drive cross-country. I sit at home for a few months, not knowing what they're going to do. Um, and uh, eventually, I get called to go on the road. I haven't wrestled now in a year and a half. I wasn't practicing. My ankle was still screwed up. I actually just got cleared, and they uh, – I, I think they – did they drive – did I have to go to Florida to get cleared? Anyways, the WWE doctor cleared me, which and I'll be the first one to say I had no business being cleared. My ankle was jacked up. I had no balance. It was horrible. No strength in it. But what am I going to do? They just tried to fire me. I got to I got to get back on the road. I got to I got to do something. If I just sit at home and collecting a paycheck, they're going to like there's I got I want to wrestle. So I get on the road. I'm at Skip Sheffield now and uh, then eventually make the change to Ryback as far as name wise. Still no direction. TV every week. I think this went on for like five or six months. <clears throat> Finally, the singlet happens. I do the airbrushing. We all the, this stuff is all non, not 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 relevant. I'm on the main roster now. Um, I told them I don't want vignettes. I don't want hype. I go just put me out there. I'll get over. I already know I know how to get over. I could get over in any scenario. I can get over any character. Just give me time. Let me go out there and get over. I fulfilled my my end of the obligation time and time again. They gave me the platform to do so. Very grateful for it. They put me in the main event with Punk. Cena goes out with an injury, and John never liked to miss time, but this is when the the games all started creatively. Um, I get thrown in the main event with Punk. Up to this point, I've not made any money. I'm broke. Like, they, I was not making anything. Living on the road, the expenses, like, I'm talking, this isn't, you've heard it from other people. 
this was a real situation. I wasn't, my contract had never got renegotiated. I was making very little money. And at the time they were keeping pay for, I don't know, for injury. There was something where I wasn't barely making things. I couldn't even get like hotel rooms. I would have, it was, it was like, it was stressful. There were, there was an issue and I traveled with guys early on and we found, I think like Cody and they would put the, the rooms on their cards and then I would just pay them back the following week. But like, this is real stuff going on at the time with that. Jane Geddes calls me because this lawsuit with the doctor is getting ready to uh, the statute of limitations was getting ready to run. Like we had to file the case. This is a recorded phone call, by the way, which is why very grateful for technology. Jane calls me off the record and threatens my push, my job, and everything with WWE that if I don't drop that lawsuit, things are not going to be good. So not only my job, but things are not going to be good. Like, what does that mean? I don't know. I know already what I'm, who I'm playing with. I know I'm dancing with the devil already. But my thing is, well, I'm red hot right now. I'm getting ready to make a bunch of money probably. They're not going to ruin this. I'm really over right now. Why would they throw this away? Like, I'm in the buildings. The arena's shaking. I know what we have. Would they throw this away? I took a chance because I wanted to live my dream. And I trusted them one last time. And that was the last time I will ever, ever trust them ever, ever again. And the moment I dropped that lawsuit, my attorneys begged me not to do it. Begged me. And I'm sure they wanted that payday. It was it was for a lot. And the statute of limitations ran out. And that's when they started toying with me creatively. Because now they had me by the balls. I lost my power with that lawsuit. So now I lost my leverage. So that's why we saw my career go the way that it went. And it was all tied into this. Now there's moments with Hunter, with the Flex Magazine and the multiple times they wanted me on the cover. Hunter straight up not letting me do it. They wouldn't let me. He let him and Stephanie, he took my month, him and Stephanie actually. The month I was supposed to be on, him and Stephanie conveniently had that month. Bella Twins had were also on magazine that month. And I believe another person did another one. But I wasn't allowed. So you got to understand where this, like, all these things, not just creatively, backstage financially. Financially, you guys, millions, not only from the lawsuit, but with merchandise and everything taken away. Millions. I kept a positive attitude. I worked through all of it. But then the injuries got too great. I didn't realize what they were doing to me. The relationship was strained. Their doctors, they had pumping me full of Toradol and cortisone which was just destroying my body, telling me I was going to be all right. And you get go, you just go week to week, go week to week, week to week. And eventually I couldn't take it anymore. And I knew there was something I've always been protected. There was something in my head that said, you have to leave this company. Now you're going to, you're going to not only going to ruin your career, going to ruin your life. And I walked away and I knew when that moment came, I did business with Kalisto. All that changed from Vince and the handshake deal, the new contract of millions and all that, which was still in like, we were butting heads. So creatively they started punishing me on TV because I wouldn't sign their, their new contract. And I wouldn't sign over what I owned with feed me more and the big guy to them and feed me more.com that I had at the time. They wanted everything, which they weren't going to get because it was in my possession. So now they were going to start punishing me further on TV. Kalisto, I had no problem doing business with. I love Kalisto with that. That wasn't the original plans with any, even I've talked about this on Vince with the world championship on the handshake agreement. If I signed that contract and if I would have been a Mark, 
I would have been a WWE heavyweight champion had I stayed there. My career would have ended very shortly thereafter, though, with my back issues if I didn't get it looked into. So, which never would have happened there. I walked away and luckily, and, and I walked out. I said, F you, you guys. They asked, do you want to see Vince? I said, I never want to see him again. I had already talked to him. There was nothing to talk about anymore. I already had all this information and it was, um, I, I had no idea what was going to happen with my health after this. I thought time off would have healed all of it, but it didn't. And I uh, got to fix my ear and my nose when I left. And then uh, they tried to fire me the last day of my contract. Um, and they, they kept asking me, Stacy kept uh, DePaulo, who I'm, who always got along with really well, kept texting me an email or uh, text messaging me and called me asking that WWE wants to know if I'm cleared. Now they've already cleared. I'm not going back. Like I wrote the blog on how the pay structure is all screwed up in wrestling on my thoughts on them, on the business, everything. And I, because I knew I wasn't going back and that was for everybody else in the business, not for me to go back. And they were going to try to fire me on that last day, but they needed me to legally be cleared because they couldn't fire a guy that wasn't cleared. So that was, again, I protected myself on all this. And like my doctor, my, I was already, my doctor would have cleared me weeks ago with my ear and nose at the time when I got fixed. I just purposely didn't get cleared. And I told them what was going on. He goes, no issue at all. We'll clear you on the day after it's all over. And uh, I did that to protect myself. And then I released them online, which they then messaged me and said, thank you for everything. They, and I told her, I go, oh, I can't get cleared till next week. They, they the doctor's not in today. So they lost their power because what they wanted to do was fire me on the last day. So like the the wrestling journalists and the marks and the negative fan base can go, oh, Ryback got fired. He wasn't good enough. It never happened. I walked out. I said, F you. I let my contract expire. And that's the story. That's the, that's the 100% factual story. So that's where, and like now, and like they've suppressed my social media since 2016. I have the forms. I posted them online already. When I left, they, they sent me legal letters and a contract to give them everything, all my social media accounts, my website, my podcast, they wanted everything um, and threatened me, which we just replied with an F you, you're not getting anything. Ever since that point, they've suppressed everything I do. They are figured into the world and social media at the highest level. And it's not, I've been able to crack YouTube to a degree, but a lot of my other stuff I haven't been able to, <clears throat> which is why you'll see, you know, why does Ryback have all these followers and the engagement is so low? It's because of what's going on with WWE. Not everyone is, you know, maybe not everyone's going to believe that. I already know I've had it confirmed. And I know based off legally what we're going through and what they're doing with the Ryback trademark. And they're going to make me spend a lot of money through my attorney fees to get that away from them with that. But I can't let them have it. It's too risky. Can't let them have it. And they quit using it four and a half years ago. So they are, they're, they're going to lose it. They're just, they're making me spend a lot of money, but I need people to understand it. I'd like my fan base to understand why I've been honest about everything and understanding. I've talked about this story before in pieces, but like nobody fully, and the people that follow me understand, but outside of that, there's so many false negative stories that don't understand the entire context of the situation. So that's where we're at with everything. That's why I'll never go back there. That's why they're not, it's, 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 it's wish the best, but I look forward. I look, like I said, I look forward to kicking their ass in the ratings. It's very personal, but I don't let it weigh me down. I don't let it stop me from living my life. I don't let it stop me from my happiness, from doing what I love. But 
they have gone out of their way to try to control my life still leaving, which is why I don't back down from them, which is why I will, I will bury them every chance I get while I'll take shots at them every chance I get, because this is what they're doing there. It's like you, you wouldn't watch somebody just sit back and kill your family. Would you, you'd fight back. I'm fighting back against one of the largest corporations and I need my fans to show love and support and help share my stuff. So we can try to fight this and I'm doing things on YouTube which we've, we are figuring out hacks around what they're doing to the suppression. I haven't been able to figure out the Instagram and Twitter. Those platforms won't communicate with me. Instagram has removed me as an interest because of WWE. WWE, because I can market to my, to them. They don't. They are trying to stop and slow my growth on everything I'm doing. So this is very personal on why I speak my truth on what's going on. You know, had they just let everything be bygones, let me have my name that I created, that I had, it's video, it's documented before I'm there, before you pressured me into signing your contracts and threatened me multiple times for inquiring about my trademark. Instead though, they 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 need to have their way on things and they, they do not like that I've won every step of the way. So they are doing whatever they can to suppress me and things, but we're going to overcome it. We always do. And when I'm back on TV, things, it's going to be, wrestling is going to get really fun. I promise you guys. I promise you. And people know me now. You guys know me. I'm very fully transparent. You know me. And you're going to get to see that aggression and you're going to get to see the entertainment, the inspiration aspect. I think you're going to see, you're going to see what Ryback always should have been in WWE, but wasn't allowed to be. And that's what I think is going to be the really, that's where this story is the, 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 the silver lining in all of this is it all, everything happens for a reason and everything is for my favor and benefit. And the story will make more sense when, when I have overcome fully at that level. So there we go, guys. What a long show today with uh, I got to get off this here because I got to take a phone call here. But I will say, guys, check out Feed Me More Nutrition right now, our $4,000 cash giveaway. Use discount code HALLOWEEN4000 on feedmemore.com. The contest ends Friday, October 30th at midnight Pacific, guys. Don't miss out on this. It's the last cash giveaway I'm doing. <clears throat> we're not doing any more cash giveaways. We're, we're, we're going back to the marketing. We're getting away from it. Uh, we've ran too many discounts. I'm giving you 20% off your orders as well. If you sign up for my email and text messages on the website, you get even bigger discounts. But we can't keep doing this forever. And I, and I said that from the beginning. And uh, and this is this is going to be the last cash giveaway we do. $4,000 on Halloween to one of you for buying the best supplements on the planet. So go to feedmemore.com today. Use discount code Halloween4000. It's on the homepage there. I got to run, guys. Thank you very much. This is on all podcast platforms as well iTunes reviews, Stitcher reviews are greatly, greatly appreciated. Please share this. Turn on your notifications. Let's keep the numbers going up. F you to WWE. We're going to overcome them no matter what. Thank you for listening. You've just listened to another episode of The Ryback Show. Feed me more.